How's it going? Welcome back. Welcome. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Great to be here. Should we like? Should we do like fake small talk at the beginning of every episode? No, I feel like if we just had recorded what we were just talking about before we hit record, that would have been the small talk at the that beginning of the episode. Good. But we can't do it because we've got the intro music. We're not a well, cold that's, open. That's what I'm saying. Like we can't we can't do like a hard <laughs> like this week because like the music's playing over it. I know. But that's why that's why you have the fake small talk so you can kind of like kind of fit in that way. I guess so. I listen. Well, hundred. We're like ninety episodes in. Still not sure what's going on. Welcome back to the fakest podcast on the internet. Welcome to Wing It the podcast. <laughs> Where every week we wing it. <laughs> Where uh, I have I have a disassociative breakdown and I, I don't know. We forget everything we've done previously <laughs> and we start anew every week. Who the hell are you? I don't, I've never seen you in my Who life. Who the hell are you? Yeah, I, I just, uh, uh, that's like my worst fear is that I, I get some kind yeah, of memory like. memory loss. Well, memory loss or like specifically like. Uh, schizophrenic like delusions of, yeah, your of everybody reality changes yeah that's pretty scary stuff yeah i they say and they say that happens during like a certain like time period and i think we're almost in the clear <laughs> there's the there's like this guitarist of this band uh maybe like five years ago six years ago who um i don't know like he had some sort of brain disease and it just like developed and Fuck. his friends were like worried about him and like He's making all these like very bizarre posts online, and then, you know, they're finally getting him into treatment. But then he ran away and and uh, uh, turned up dead in a, a fucking river. Oh my god! Yeah. Jesus. Welcome back Welcome to Why back Do People to Why Like, like Anime, anime. Uh, a podcast that's podcast not about any of the things we about were just talking true... about. Where tr- true anime uh, experience? Yeah. And- Two people that. Don't watch a lot of hardcore anime. for the hardcore. Watch a lot of anime. We we watch we watch a lot of anime. And this week we take it back to the the core, the core, the core, the core tenants, the Ten Commandments of anime, where there's like things that you have to watch. You have to. Yeah. That's what I saw on on any essential list. This any is on essential. It. This is number one. This is usually number one. If if not number two. Yeah. Right. Where, and what's in number one? Akira, which we've already seen. I think that, yeah. Discounting, this is formative for some reason. Discounting the Miyazaki stuff, if you're just talking like action anime, I, I think the three are probably this. If you ever look up best anime, yeah, this shows up every time. This, Ava, Akira. This being Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. And can I just say, I, we had to watch this because I... I have some like persona music that I listen to regularly, so I've been getting recommended like the music from Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, and so I've been listening to, to it because it's so good. All right, can I say first hot take? I wasn't blown away by the music in the show. Oh yeah, that is a hot take. I thought it was... I thought you were just gonna say you weren't blown away by the show. I we'll we'll get to that. But the everyone everyone has always talked about the music of the show and like um you know like oh yeah this like it's it's jazz it's cool it's cool but like i don't think it was that cool okay let's bring it let's bring it way back okay let's let's dial it way back because i would say that the reason that the music is so good in the show is because of 
all of the like the idea is that this was kind of groundbreaking at the time. Yeah, totally. And yes, while other media has taken jazz and used it more effectively, anime had not done that. Like there are things specifically missing from this show that when you say sci-fi anime are not quite in line, right? And yeah. One being giant robots, right? Like, no giant robots. Not a mecha show. No mechs. And this is like, you know, cyberpunk space dystopian future. Yeah. 2077. Yeah. <laughs> Which we'll see, probably. Probably. <laughs> and, um... I, I love the theme, though. So instead of... Yeah, the theme, the theme hands down, theme great. was great. Iconic. A+. Plus. The rest of the... I, I will say that the, I thought, before you go further, the music on the penultimate episode near the end, yeah, that was genuinely kind of amazing. Yeah. But I think the whole point of like using jazz instead of like action, adventure, techno, techno yeah. It, Orchestral. It, it was like so- It creates a vibe. It was so different than like yeah. everything else that was being put out at the time. So just to give Cowboy Bebop a little bit of context before we get into it, but- I would say most people say this is a great show because of the music. So I'm glad that you brought that up like right away. <laughs> like I, whenever I look up like why is Cowboy Bebop good? It's like, "Oh, the music." Oh, so good, the music. And and I would say it is really good. I'm surprised you said that it's not. It didn't it didn't blow me away. I thought it was fine. I thought it, it was wasn't, interesting. It wasn't like this uh I don't know, this this revolutionary thing in my mind or something. I just thought it fit with kind of the theme of the show in, I think, in a better no, way. It fit, it fit in well, and I think it was... I think the show would have been way worse with the if the music was If it was there. like rock? Yeah, well, if it was just like literally anything else. Yeah. Then it, I think it would be kind of stale, you know? I'll, I'll, I will say I like... Um, I think the creator or like the showrunner's name is Watanabe, and I really like... So, like, after Cowboy Bebop, he did this other show called Samurai Champloo. Yeah. Which uses hip-hop. Yeah. I thought, I think that show, the way that that show uses music is, like, incredible. Yeah. So, like. I've never seen it. It's, it's, it's really good. That's, we should watch that this year sometime. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I guess probably because I've always heard that, like, uh, the, the music in this is, like, so incredible. And, you know, I've, I've been aware of Cowboy Bebop probably for, like, 20 years. And I haven't, yeah. I haven't really watched it. One of the like longest running on Toonami, I think they yeah. just like left it on. Yeah, it just kept cycling. I think. I don't for know how years. I, I, I maybe have watched like an episode or two when it was on that, but I think like maybe when it was on, it was sort of not when I was really consuming a lot of anime. Mm. But I, you know, I've been on message boards since I was about like eight years old, and so anytime I would cross like any kind of anime discussion inevitably cowboy bebop would come up and like the music and the jazz of it would you know be be one of the first primary reasons that people love it so like yeah. i think it's probably like that you know the expectation that can never really be so yes this is what i wanted to start off with but you jumped into it so we're in uh i think that because the show is always on top list this is the show this is your entry point this is how you're gonna get your friends into anime this is it and then i'm watching it and i'm like not feeling any of those things right i'm feeling like i'm liking it i'm enjoying it i think it's good i would rewatch it yeah let's get that out of the way right um i ended up really liking the 
the story overall. And I really liked the episodic, like, mini moviness of it. That each episode was like, could you could just watch one. There's a, there's a strange... You could watch one right in the middle. There's a strange parallel to the other program we're watching right now. Yes. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And uh, we... I think I said it while we were watching it. This show was never meant to be binged like this. Oh, no. Like, because we watch yeah. like two or three episodes a night. And sometimes we get a little bored because it's like, especially in the beginning of the season, because it's very like, here's the new villain. Here's the bounty. Here's the problem. And while those things are all interesting, if the format is the same, like three three episodes in a row, <laughs> kind of kind of keeps hitting you over the head every time with it. Uh, yeah, you, you kind of, each one kind of like loses its magic a little, like um, yeah. And there were some that were better than others, right? But this was never meant to be watched like this. I feel like. Uh, yeah, I would agree. I think um... it made me think about uh, shows that are meant to be watched like this, like how how. TV episodic shows have changed to accommodate the streaming platforms. Well, I think we, you know, we as a, a people, a society. We as a people. A culture. May we, I speak for us? May I, may I speak for <laughs> all of mankind and say that I think we watch television a lot differently than back in the 90s where it was Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Yeah, that's you know, what I'm saying. You had, you had VHS and stuff and you could record things, but often getting like a whole season of something was kind of difficult. So like. You know, your exposure to this would be like, yeah, it would be like once a week. It would be like you turn on the TV and there it is. Yeah. yeah. Like you're not, there aren't going to be many contexts where like you're going to be able to like, you know, watch all these things in a row. And so, you know, with like the rise of, um, I would say like the rise of Netflix and streaming, I think has had a bigger impact on programming, probably more than people realize. I mean, I think mm -hmm. like most of the... Most of the anime we've watched that's been made in the last um, five or six years. I mean, Netflix has been around longer, but yeah. um, I would say that all of that stuff can be pretty much like pretty bingeable. Like Demon Slayer is very like bingeable because it's sort of a yes. continue. It's a continuous story. You can kind of watch it all the way through. I mean, there's there's some like exceptions, like um, you know, like Twin Peaks is like pretty. It's like a it's like a twenty four episode movie essentially, right? But um, that was also probably not made for to be streamed. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I think I think when they make television shows now, and this is like not exclusive to anime, obviously, but th there has to be like a catch to get you into the next episode, right. and the overarching story has to be uh, like critical. Whereas, like in this. In Cowboy Bebop, Spike's narrative kind of kind of in the background a lot of the time. He's not he's he's like kind of not the main character almost, I would say. He is, but uh he's not. He doesn't have to be. He's like uh he here his his character or like his purpose of his character sort of reminds me of like Mad Max. Yeah. Where, like, Mad Max, like, is sort of the protagonist of the story, but really it's about him, like, wandering into shit. He's always there. <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, and he wanders into the Thunderdome or, like, the new one. He wanders into right. Furiosa and all of the, the weird shit. Yeah, but it's it's not like what is... Because if, if you have to argue there's a plot to the show, it's uh, Spike trying to find Julia. But that doesn't really, like, come up all the time. And it's sort of revealed in sort of an abstract kind of way through yeah. through these 
these encounters with with bounties that they're hunting. Yeah. But um, my last point is that I, you know, I was like kind of reading how people responded to this online, and it seems like younger people were like, "I don't understand why this is good," whereas people this is who definitely like an old head grew up in the eighties or you know eighties nineties who saw it in its original run are like, this is a must watch. This yeah. is, this is like critical anime. Um, this changed everything, you know, like that's, yeah. that's, and I kept seeing like, this is like, if you can't call yourself an anime fan and, and the kids are like, okay, boomer. Yeah. Like, the kids, fuck and off. the kids are like, the show is kind of boring. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's the way it should be. I think like you kids, that's how, that's how media stays fresh. You have to have the kids reject the history of it. Well, it made me think about, like, classic movies. You know, like, when your parents are like, this is a classic. Yeah. <laughs> and, you're, and you can watch it and be like, okay, I see that this is a classic. Sometimes they are good still. I've been, timeless. Um, I've been slowly working through the AFI 100 films yes. for 100 years. One of the first ones I watched was uh, Yankee Doodle Dandy. Right. Which was like made in like, I think like the 30s or 40s and it's like a musical. And it I, I couldn't fuck. It was like good. <laughs> the story was good, <laughs> but I fucking hated it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like as, as this, I mean, like I, I like James Cagney and I think he's like, you know, one of the greatest actors of all time, obviously. But like as Johnny Youngblood, <laughs> Johnny 2022, it's like. I don't want to watch this old man shit. Yeah. Yeah. Your standard is just so different. It's just, yeah, it's just different. It's Can we just tell this like... story? We were recently uh, getting tattooed at uh, John's <laughs> tattoo parlor and we were talking about Star Wars, right? And uh, John's tattoo artist has a good 20, 20, 20 years on us, right? So yeah. he's like a generation behind or ahead of us, however you want to look at it. And he was saying that he cried during the first Star Wars movie. During episode one. Yes, I'm sorry. When he saw the prequels, we we were saying when we saw the prequels, we were in like elementary school. Kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, we were young yeah. and we were, we thought it was magical. <laughs> yeah, and he was like. And he was like, I went to a bar beforehand <laughs> and, and I might have. I, might, I, I went to a bar I was, that night. He was like, I was so angry. I think I let a tear out or something. <laughs> yeah. And it just goes to show that like if it's total, it's, your point of reference yeah. for things is so important to whether or not you're going to like them. Anyway, maybe this is all kind of like a moot point. I think it's I, I think it's a fair point just because I, I feel like the the constant narrative over Cowboy Bebop is just kind of pure positive. I mean, like, so we don't do ratings on this, but like, what would you give it out of like a 10? <laughs> We don't do ratings, but let's do ratings this time. I mean, just like hypothetically, I just want just what because would I'm, I give it because I'm I'm curious about like your overall. I would give it a nine. Oh, you would? <laughs> oh, you still loved it? Yeah, I did like it a lot. Okay. I liked it a lot actually. Okay. I, and I I you know you know how I know I liked it is I already want to rewatch it. I do too. Like I feel uh, I think I was a little uh, cold on the show in the beginning. But I think like the last four or five episodes are, are so fucking good. Yeah. And just like really well written and they sort of they kind of like justify the rest of the show in some way. Yeah, and I feel like I could go back and watch the ones that I didn't 
especially knowing how it all goes together now. Yeah. And that's usually a sign of a good show to me because like if I want to go back and watch Heavy Metal Queen or something, I can do that and not yeah. be like plopped into the middle of the... I wouldn't. I wouldn't be confused. You know what I mean. Totally. <laughs> Whereas other shows, you have to just start from the top. You know, start from the beginning. Uh, we also haven't seen. We the also movie? Did, we didn't watch the movie. Yeah. Listen, twenty six episodes is a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. <laughs> and if you've been a list, a long time listener of the podcast, you, you know, know these are few and far between. <laughs> yeah. It's it's definitely hard for us, and especially now. But this was a this was a must. I, I was like, we have to watch this, especially with like everything happening with the Netflix remake live action. So we didn't watch that either, but we did watch the trailer for it. Yeah, we did. And I have to say, this is how I felt about the trailer. I thought it looked like they pumped tons of money into it. Too much money in my opinion and i think incorrectly cast in the main role not that i don't love that uh that you, actor you, you thought john you, you thought uh tom cruise should have been no 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 no, no, no no i just think that spike should have i think he looked like a guy trying to play a younger dude he looked uh john cho is a little john out cho, of the age you. range yeah i would say and i think also. um faye valentine was incorrectly cast too um yeah I, there was something weird about the whole thing i mean i feel like casting women in anime and live action films is, is or properties is maybe like the hardest part just because like yeah. anime girls are so and i mean like this is like 90s anime so it's like a different kind of style like her legs are so fucking long yeah right and like she's a bit buxom Buc- a bit buxom buxom um but yeah they're i don't know it's like I'm I'm certainly kind of like curious about the show. I don't know if I'll like maybe we'll do it for like an episode. Like we can do like a couple like live action things. I don't know how long that show is. Yeah, no, I think it's pretty short, and I think it cuts off right before uh, Ed shows up. Gotcha. Um, and so and it's not being renewed, so like Ed will never be in the show. <laughs> yeah, which seems like a like a loss in I my love that. in my I love books. When, I love when corporate interests like drive a show to go a certain way i.e having like a cliffhanger not introducing a character and then corporate interests uh shutter any future (laughs) uh iterations of that yeah well such as such as capitalism i guess did you watch the the live action the new power rangers movie with me i think so it's old right at this point it's no the there's one that came out in like 2016 i think we watched it I, I don't remember a thing about it if we did <laughs> like the, the the end's like a cliffhanger where like it's like uh is uh tommy here in class tommy oh right and it's like oh he's gonna be in the next movie never show never and happens. Then never happens never happens yeah. don't do that don't do that so this is a strength of the show on that note the creator of this show said a b c and that's it it's going to have a beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. And, One and finite. Done. Without any spoilers, we won't get into it yet. But there is... This is a, this is it. It's a 26-episode story. And it's not based off a of manga either. Really? This was made for, made for the anime. Huh. And I'm pretty sure Cartoon Network signed it 
with that with just by seeing the the opening. I actually read that it was supposed to be made as a kids show to sell toys. To sell nice. models, you know. And then the creator went in more of like a uh more adult serious direction with it. Yeah. And I think part of the reason why people are like this is the best anime ever is because it it really hit for an American audience. Yeah. I think it's a uh... It's it's definitely not I, I would say its pool of influence is definitely probably maybe not anime. I think it, it I would say it's it's probably uh more in line with like a lot of the media coming out of the nineties, specifically like the Tarantino stuff, so like mm. you know, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, uh yeah. Natural Born Killers, like that kind of stuff. So it's like you know, it's it's got like this kind of violent edge to it and you know it's it's still it's still anime like i think it still has a lot of anime aspects to it specifically like um the setting is very uh you know cyberpunk neo mm-hmm. city world or whatever i think the buzzwords for the show are it's a western uh, Pro, uh i would uh, assume neo noir neo noir yeah and then what's the other one something opera space, space opera. opera i fucking hate that phrase I don't know what that means. It's, to be it's so fucking stupid. What does that mean? It There's means no like it means like opera in this. It means like ep- well, not like opera, but like epic story set in space. So like Star Wars. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah. Like Star Wars. Okay. Um, if you if you say the fr- okay, here's if you ever say if you ever call something I like sci- uh, steampunk or a space opera, and I'm, it's and it's not any of those. I'm things. throwing you off a cliff. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> you're. You're done. John's got a personal vendetta I just, against like, everyone I, who likes steampunk, <laughs> and he's I, calling you out. I think there are just like there's some descriptors like space opera doesn't fucking mean anything. I. 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 I don't know. I don't sorry, know. Sorry. Sorry. That's how getting, I feel. Getting sidetracked. Let's not get into it though, because there's so much to talk about. Um, the. Um, but the the whole point is like. Uh, even just thinking about it from like a Western standpoint or like using jazz music and, and it even says like on one of the title cards, it's like a mashup of genres. Um, I, but I think doing that was like in a way catering towards an American audience that hmm. is more familiar with sort of like a Western, right? Hmm. Like even just having like these little cowboy, there is like a, a cowboy episode, I don't know a if literal I would, Western cowboy episode. I don't know if I would say it's like catering to a Western audience. I would probably say that it's it's uh, its pool of references is probably more Western than like you know the average anime. So there, right. I think it ends up sort of inadvertently also appealing to probably a more Western audience than other stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's yeah, it's um, it it just ended up working in America where a lot of anime was not working. I think like this- Or this, directed at kids. As far as I know, this this kind of jump-started, it was one of the things that sort of jump-started interest in anime in America to some extent. Mm. I could be wrong on that, but I, I think it was maybe one of like the bigger ones in the 90s to do so. Right. Do you want to talk characters? Yeah, sure. Do you want to jump into... What do you want to talk about? Um, So, yeah, real quick, the show's about uh, bounty hunting. Yeah. 
uh, he is a space cowboy. He is Spike is a bounty hunter on the spaceship Bebop, and he is accompanied by his partner ex ex cop uh, Jet Black, right? Yeah. And then they are joined by and become a band of misfits with Faye Valentine and then later on Ed. Yep. And the four of them are bored in space sometimes, trying to find food, trying to find Wulans, which is money, and collect trying to collect bounties. And then they each have their own sort of individual personal subplots. Yeah. That's that build them out as characters and then take them away from, you know, maybe their mission or job, however you want to put it. Right. So Spike, I don't know, should we start with most important or least important? <laughs> Uh, who's least important? Uh, Maybe Ed. <laughs> I was going to say the dog. Oh, sure. Ayn. Yeah, Ayn. There, the data dog. There's the data dog Ayn as well. How could I forget? Yeah. The corgi. The corgi who he like rescues because someone's like trying to sell a corgi to like some exotic pet buyer. Yes. He, Somebody he stole up... a dog thinking it was it was worth a lot of money. They're like, this isn't worth anything. And he mm. ends up with the dog. Yeah. <laughs> The data dog. Um, also on the on the ship. Also on the ship. I gotta say, I don't know if there's. Uh, I don't. I don't know if this is is uh, just a well, just a feature of the show or something. But I feel like they're uh, the animals in the show feel a little more like real than I would say most animals in anime. I feel like anime doesn't really focus on animals a whole lot. Unless they're like cartoonified, unless it's like yeah, unless it's like Pen Pen or like mm. you know like the like they're chibi, not real animals. Yeah, but they're like I I don't know something about that kind of stood out to me the fact that like there are so many different animals sort of throughout the show, mm. and they kind of they kept doing a bit where like the animal would like be on the person, <laughs> like like Spike was like knocked out and he like woke up to like a bird like con at him right <laughs> oh my god uh i don't know i don't i don't think i want to really get into everybody's like individual storyline and backstory and what it all means to be honest uh the only <laughs> yeah i don't want backtracking I don't, I don't a little want, bit i don't want to discuss the anime really well, no, I no. mean, I don't mean, I don't, I don't want to like hash, I don't want to like go through every no, single tiny detail about like what happens to each character. I like more so like, okay, I want to talk about Faye Valentine yeah. basically was what I'm trying to get to. I want to talk about Faye because she's, she is the sexiest, uh, non-sex object <laughs> in anime that I've seen so far. Yeah. Like maybe maybe uh sexiest non love interest, right? She really yeah, she I mean I think she's she sort of uses her sexuality in sort of a roundabout way on the show, but um yes. and there is like there's a character who is uh somewhat in love with her, I think, or sort of states it at some point. The person who rescues uh 
who initially like right, right, woke right, her right. up. Yes. Um, but that's kind of that's sort of off to the side or whatever. But like, yeah, like uh, doesn't get with Spike. Isn't like really, not really no. Maybe she has some affections towards him later on, but not in like a romance type of way. I would also say that like a romance. I think uh, so. Spike has this, there's this woman in his life, Julia, who he's trying to reconnect with. Yeah, but it's also like I I I think it's all uh, a metaphor for something else too. Really, I don't think it's necessarily like about like love in any way. I think really? it's. Uh, I don't know. What do you think it's about? I think it's about uh, trying to rekindle your past in an attempt to, like, in a in a self delusion. So, I I do kind of agree with that. The uh, I think the point of the show is that you cannot ex- escape from your past. Yeah. Um. Or you are not, you cannot, you can't just run away from your past. Um, you either need to confront it, deal with it, or let it go. You also, yeah, I would also put in that you can't relive the past either. Yeah, and there's, you can't just keep running. So I think Spike was part of this uh, syndicate. I think it was called the Red Dragon Syndicate, uh, which is basically like a gang, like an organized gang. Um, that he, he literally, he did some probably very violent things and then tried to leave, right? Without, and take Julia with him. Julia was a, the girlfriend of this other character that shows up, Vicious. Yeah. Whose name is Vicious. I mean, come on. Vicious. And then the antagonist and they sort of like know that spike is up to something vicious tells julia like you can't go with him if you go with him you you're dead basically and tries to get her to kill him right and then julia disappears spike disappears so all of this is told in kind of like flashbacks which i liked it it almost felt like that was the story but we were in sort of like the in-between time. <laughs> yeah. Where Spike doesn't know how to reconnect with Julia. He can't, he needs to stay away from everything that's home to him because they'll kill him if he goes back. Vicious is kind of hunting him. Why is Vicious hunting him? I don't know. Oh, I, I think I know. It's because... It's because he, he, it's it, Julia was his girlfriend, right? Yeah. Right. So it's like, and on top of that, I think Vicious is trying to take over the Red Dragon Syndicate, and so therefore, Spike just trying to leave is like not possible. You can't just leave the gang, you know. Yeah. Uh, there was one little detail before we get into that. I just want to talk about Faye. A little bit more she her whole thing is that she got frozen into a cryogenic chamber right and went like some amount of time i don't know 40 50 years into the future right and so her entire she wakes up saddled with debt 
Right. She wakes up and she owes a lot of money for her cryogenic uh, <laughs> What a, what a nightmare. <laughs> and um, they find this video of her and it seems like she's changed a lot from, from this person that she was. Then goes under cryogenic and comes out as this like, and she has to fend for herself. And I read this thing that was like, Faye has no past and Spike has no future. Ooh. And I was like, boom. I like that. That's a lot. cool. Um, yeah. There's this thing about his eyes too. Like Spike one has of them, like, like one, sees the past. One sees the past and one sees the present. Sees the present. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really. But so he does he does he can't see the future. Yeah. And there's there's sort of like allusions to like what happens if you get you meet Julia and and then what you know doesn't go well and then it's like you know yeah what what's the plan like how are you gonna deal with it there there is no option that's like happy ever after for Spike yeah and it's there's lots of like foreshadowing for that there's the um kind of medicine man fortune teller character. Um, I want to say his name is Laughing Bull. Yeah. And um, he kind of meets with Spike and is like, you're going to die. And you're going to die because of a woman. <laughs> and Spike's like, Psh. <laughs> Yeah. He's like, I don't know why I even come to you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So, so I think the show is like all about kind of like human emotions, human feelings, like trying to trying to cope with and deal with your past um how how you know and i think the whole band of misfits thing is just like always gonna work in television it's kind of uh well it's it's sort of like every like major uh i mean star wars is like a band of misfits exactly you know harry potter harry potter any, any, you know, literally anytime there's like group of, of weirdos yeah. that are Twin uniting geeks. to, for some collective goal. Yeah. I want to, I want to show where like all five characters are like superheroes. Mm. Like, and I mean like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I like, I always liked X-Men more than fucking Avengers. Cause like right. all the characters had problems. I mean. The Avengers right. are a little too like clean, right? I can see that. Yeah. Uh, are there any are there any standout episodes you want to talk about? I wanted to talk about the villains. Okay. Because I the more I thought about it, the more I was like, oh, each there's like there's so many kind of like villain characters that each get their own like little episode. Maybe a standout for me is the clown. Yeah. Pierre, Pierre from Pierrot Lefo, I think. Mad, Mad Pierrot. This like kind of invincible clown freak. And I was like, dang, this is like Batman. This is like the Joker. Yeah. 100%. And this is even just like stylistically and, and putting him in this kind of theme park from hell <laughs> right i just thought it was so 
cool. <laughs> that, yeah, that episode really felt. Uh, it. I don't know why, but it really felt like a, an encapsulation of like '90s culture to me. Yeah. Because it was like something about the '90s. I feel like there's a lot of like twisting of things that were like generally pretty like happy or something. So you have like the kind of like the dark theme park. Um, I feel like a lot of clowns in the '90s, like uh, specifically uh, like Spawn, the main villain in that was like a clown. Um, Joker in the Batman '90s cartoon, which was pretty. Batman Beyond. No, just Batman the animated series. Oh, okay. Um, a lot of I feel <laughs> You're like the expert. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like there just like a lot of clown stuff, and it just felt like a weird kind of summation of of like '90s culture in that. Yeah. So this character is like, turns out to be this this guy that was like being experimented on to become invin to become invincible, but in the process he just like completely or no he was being kind of like like groomed to be like an assassin an assassin yeah but he and they were like try testing on him yeah maybe was he a soldier or something I forget and he, and so he just like completely like loses his mind from all of these treatments yeah and he and he meets like a horrible end too yeah i don't know the show does take an, an interesting kind of stance on technology and uh i do find it interesting that it's set in 2077 like that's such a distant future no it's <laughs> uh is it i thought it was 2022 no no i think it's 2077 uh, let me check. What other um, villains did you find noteworthy? Uh, I like the the actual cowboy who shows up as like like a uh, yes. It's very much like a parallel to sort of everything that uh, Spike is sort of doing. And there, I, there's like a scene where they're like climbing like a huge structure at the end, sort of in parallel to each other. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find <laughs> I'm trying to find Oh, his... 2071. Okay, size closed. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, the yeah, the cowboy. Can we yeah. talk can we talk and also just the the just the idea that like this guy's like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he totally fucking misses the point of he uh, there's like someone bombing a building and he, he totally thinks it's Spike because he fits the description more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's out of place in that world. Like he's too too much of like a like a movie cowboy <laughs> to realize, you know, the reality of the seedy underworld that they all live in. Yeah. For sure. I think yeah and then there's the Oh, you know who I thought was like particularly kind of like an interesting take was the, the like PETA, uh, woman who oh, yeah. wants to like turn an entire planet into monkeys, <laughs> Mar Maria Murdoch, and her environmental terrorists. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm in. Yeah, they're trying to, you know, pass some legislation and they're threatening this planet with bombs that's going to turn everybody into apes. 
beautiful simple very resonant these days where people are turning their digital representation into apes (laughs) julie can you draw me a, a bored ape uh nft can you, sure. can you start making some monkey nfts i feel like that already exists i feel like somebody sent me that um that's like the that's that's like the prevailing like nft or these fucking like apes that oh, are yeah okay like self-iterative great <laughs> great <laughs> it's it's kind of awful i think my last kind of notable favorite was um the the um evangelist uh the t- the tele that's what I want to talk about the tele-evangelist. most televangelist I'm trying to find him next I forget I forget what the organization is called I think it's like Scar it. or something mm. not Scar but something uh, Doctor Londas Scratch Scratch yeah yeah so it's a uh, there's there's basically like this cult that are, that's trying to convert people to their like new religion and their religion is basically uh, connecting yourself via VR to the internet. We're gonna digitize your sentience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They want to. They want to digitize every. They want to upload everybody. You don't need your body. You don't need your body. You can upload yourself. Yeah. Um. And the whole episode, it it starts out where, uh, Ed is just like flipping through a bunch of channels, and so I thought the whole episode was just gonna be, um, the story told through different like news reports and like TV mm. shows and stuff, but. It doesn't, uh, but the episode, the show, the, the, the episode is, a, it, it is about the internet and sort of the, uh, like the classic, like nineties sort of like you can become a, uh, an evolved self on the internet. Yes. Very, I, um, what was that black mirror episode? Oh, San Junipero. Yes. Thank yeah. You. Yeah, exactly. It's where very it, matrix. It's it's done so in a in a way that it's like religion and people are are like killing themselves apparently right. It's a cult. Yeah, it's a cult. He's a cult leader and he's indoctrinating people to leave their bodies behind and upload their consciousness to the to to heaven basically. And it is it is the trippiest episode of the show I would say. Yeah. Also, what a twist! Can I just say that? Yeah. I almost don't even want to talk about it because it's like. Wow, I mean, it hit me, and I was like, "Ooh!" It's kind of too. It's 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 kind of uh, too good of a twist. Uh, I won't reveal because it's like this guy sucks, right? This guy's bad guy. But then, like, once you realize his intentions, you for, realize there's for a reason this? why this person wants to live eternally in the internet. Crazy, yeah. And they they get him. They get him in the end. That's like I. It's, kind of hard i feel like that that's where the show kind of excels where there are like these sort of sympathetic gray areas gray area uh antagonists that they have to like book in or whatever Mm. Mm. yeah yeah Yeah. that's why that's why like mandalorian i think kind of i mean that's what dan was saying in that like mandalorian started kind of sucking because like he uh he's he becomes like too much of like a hero as opposed to like guy who's just trying to fucking make money. Yeah. Who was your least favorite villain in the show? <laughs> um, I don't know. I I I mean I don't know if this counts, but I didn't like I didn't like the 
the fr- the the alien rip with the like blob in the fridge. Oh yeah, that was that was kind of. <laughs> yeah. I that one had a twist, but it wasn't satisfying. It was really stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it was very like, oh, there's something on the ship, and I'm we're all infected or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'm okay with that. You know, we're in space, aliens, monsters. Yeah, I thought. I Star mean, Trek. I thought Vicious was like an okay antagonist. I mean, he he sort of, what? What are you talking about? You liked him. He he's the main antagonist. Uh, yeah, I mean, without like, him, the show would not have its 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 uh, cherry on top, if you will. But he only. I feel like you can. He's pretty basic. He's not. You're fucking with me. No, I'm I'm leveling with you. No, but like I'm saying in that you could like he would not carry the show on his own. Right. He's like he is like the antagonist, but only from like a mechanical standpoint of like he's looking for Spike. Yeah. He has a connection to his past. Like there's not He's looking for revenge. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, pretty basic. I he's guess. just like and he looks like it's like Sephiroth. <laughs> like villain with white hair. Right bad Classic cool bad cool cool looking villain i don't know like i, I was it, it's it, like he's i mean he's like driving the show in the sense that uh like he's the antagonist but he's not driving the show in that like he's like the most interesting like feature of the show mm. it's the mm. i don't know no that makes sense Um, I don't. I don't even know what this adds or doesn't add, but this the show was like it had like quite the diversity element to it. Oh, that's kind a, of shockingly. I right? kind of want to talk about that too. Yeah, where uh, like we saw not only black people, but Indian people, people of all different races. Every and there was race. also like a gay couple very briefly gay couple drag queen drag queen it, it's it's very uh yeah and, and then i would go as far to say that ed was kind of ambiguous and, yeah and that, that that was pretty obvious because it was he she your girl what <laughs> right yeah i mean it, it's sort of uh i mean it's like i think any sort of depiction of the future where it's primarily like white people is just uh pretty misaligned yeah it's pretty like on you know i think uh i don't know it, it feels very progressive and it feels like in you know in that way too like i i think old people i think more people are probably able to connect with it just because it wasn't you know just sort of uh i don't know i think it helped with the show with, with like making every character feel like very unique in that like there there was no two characters that I was like, which one is that? It wasn't like anime template it wasn't, male, it anime was, template Yeah, black female. hair. <laughs> yeah. I, it, and I, I think that was a good choice, basically. That's all I'm no, I think No, I think it really fleshed out the world. I think that it, um, yeah, it made everything feel a lot more real in some way. Like, I think... Uh, it's, it's hard to sort of, it's hard for me to kind of verbalize like the main strength of the show. It just, it just feels, it feels like it has a better sense of its universe and its world than I think a lot of other anime. Mm. Um, in that, you know, I think when we watch certain stuff, it's it sort of, it tries to like over explain too much, like the sort of, you know, we're in the future. The mm. earth was destroyed 80, like 
it goes a little too hard on like the exposition or whatever but it it just sort of you kind of slowly uh discover more of the universe and sort of you know the implications about like you go to earth for the first time like i think like the second to last episode right where earth is like fucking flooded and like basically destroyed right um at least whatever section they were in, whatever right? section they were in so it's like you know you, you're not like I, I, I and that's like my favorite kind of storytelling where like the creator the creator has a very uh clear vision of everything that's happening in the world but it isn't like revealed to yeah it's the, not like explained ever yeah they they just know what like that this area was bombed and everyone colonized mars and then space stations yeah like, like that all is just there that all just exists i think i think from the uh i don't you know maybe this isn't true for every single story but i think it's usually a good thing when um by the end of the story there's still things that the author knows about the universe that the reader doesn't yes yeah that's Be a good point because there are some things where it's like you know they're uh you over explain kind of too much. Everything gets kind of tied up in a bow. Like, mm. you, you know, the exact inner workings of different things and, and that kind of thing. Right. Let's talk spoilers. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of that, you know what else is a big point of contention on the internet? The ending? Yeah. Is Spike dead? Uh, who cares? No, I think it's fun. <laughs> I, think, I think it's purposefully ambiguous, but also who are you joking he's dead he's dead he's dead my like, opinion he's dead a lot of people said but he could be still be alive and i'm like no you're like you're like trying to explain it so that they can make another season there's a there's a big but, shootout with him and vicious yeah so spike does finally reunite with julia right and julia says uh let's run away let's finally like just get away from this like we're finally here Let's go and just be free. And Spike goes back to his house and they've shot up his caretaker, or his mom or whatever, Annie. Yeah. And then Julia realizes he's just picking up weapons because he's about to go shut it down in Red Dragon Town. And she goes with him and uh, they know he's there. Big shootout ensues. That results in Julia dying, dying straight up. She gets shot, which I thought was a great sequence. Yeah. And it was so like, ooh, like earned too, to, to go this whole season with her being on kind of like the back of your brain being like, wonder if Julia's going to show up. Well, kind of, it, it's almost like a restatement of the thesis where it's like, you can't like chase your past because like, yeah, yeah like her, her whole... When she shows up, like, all she wants to do is just, like, sort of return to the yes. kind of idyllic version that both of them have had of, you know, what their future could be. But of really escaping. Escaping. But really, it's it's all rooted in past feelings and ideas and all of that. And it can never work because they've changed as people. Yeah. So much has happened. And she so dies. So much time has passed. And they're both just stuck in this, like, fantasy of, of what what if we could you know she was she was always dead in his world oh yeah he just wasn't aware of it yeah and then so he this happens he goes straight for vicious right he goes straight through he's killing everybody he's shutting it down he meets up with vicious and he's like 
I think what he says is maybe it's different in the subbed version. Um, Julia's dead. Let's end this. Which I took as Julia's dead. There's no reason for us to be fighting anymore. But yeah. also there is no reason for us to even really exist anymore. Because your your love is gone. My love is gone. There is no future. There's no future for this program. So let's let's end it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's that meta. I, I no, I I don't think it's that meta, but it but it truly like Yeah, yeah. For those characters and their motivations, there is nothing left for them. Like and it's it is very maybe dramatic or whatever to say it that way, but that's just like That's what they that's what they think. That's what they think. Um that's then, their character. Then Vicious dies, and then... They kill each other. Yep. And cow, uh, I keep wanting to call him Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Spike. I always, yeah, like, like I was, the Cowboy Bebop. I always Bebop. thought he was the Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> no, it's the ship name. Um, and, and yeah, he dies walking away down the stairs. I would say, uh, I don't know if he lives or dies. I think he's moving on to whatever's next. Oh, interesting. So That's, you're saying he could still be alive? Uh, it could that could that could come in the form of him being alive or him passing off his mortal coil into whatever awaits us? Yeah, right. After that, right. I think that's like the. I just think there's too much like white light and looking up to the sky and sort of like this flashback to Julia dying and in her white light and the eye thing. And I was like, I'm like pretty so sold on that he's dead. Yeah. But agree to disagree, you know? Is there any, uh, this is random, but are there any good stories where the ending is like, it was all a dream? <laughs> I, You know, they did say life is but a dream, and I liked that a lot. Yeah. But no, to answer your question, it is always unsatisfying when somebody wakes up at the end. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is a dream. We're watching television. <laughs> except, uh, except gridman just let it <laughs> oh yeah right i think i think gridman uh, yeah, is maybe the one good one that's that is actually meta though yeah yeah totally like that that's that's separate of the television show and the story of the characters and the yeah the whole thing anyway i feel kind of bad for not talking about jet <laughs> jet's kind of he uh... is a character he does have a, a plot and sub story i i didn't care about jet really okay he was so you don't feel bad he was no he's like the i don't know he's like he's like c-3po <laughs> i wouldn't say he's c-3po jesus listen spikes uh han solo maybe no i would say spikes like obi-wan or something no spikes han solo okay come, come on. on come on all right he his whole thing is that his wife walked out on him basically yeah boo-hoo and and he his his quandary with his past is why did this happen you know and then there's a sequence about it <laughs> yeah i don't want to give it away you know what's what's ed's deal i really don't know to be honest that's like i feel like ed is like the character who kind of uh maybe i wasn't paying enough attention to yeah and it's sort of like why i wanted to Ed has a very sort of like I like Ed's sort of farewell. Yes. Into like too. the next, you know. Yeah, no, the beauty of the show is that there is like a point where they all kind of like split ways. Yeah. Cause it's like then then 
And and Faye goes back to her home and finds out that it's not there. But then Ed finds his dad or something or her dad and and then just like goes off. Yeah. Even though he's not a good dad. Still 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 her dad. Yeah. Which I you know, it's like kinda of sweet, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Ed. As a character, as I a... gotta, I gotta rewatch it. Ed's, I, I feel like, uh, and this, and this, this is, this is so stupid, <laughs> and has, and is like so based in, like nothing, uh, nothing that actually makes sense. I was like turned off from Ed's character because I feel like the design reminds me too much of uh, the gorillas, <laughs> and, and I really don't like the gorillas. Oh no. Okay, fair enough. So I, I just like I kind of like it with kind the of, goggles and the yeah, the I kind of it kind arms. of created like a shield. Like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't see what was happening. I just happening. felt like she was always like kind of either her episodes she like wasn't super involved in because her whole role was like she's like a hacker. Voiced by the goat, uh, Melissa Fawn. Oh. Also was uh, Gaz and Invader Zim. Oh, right on. Nina Mori and FLCL. Great voice cast in the dub. Oh right yeah, now. yeah. Uh, what's his name? Steve Blum as as Ugh. Spike. Really like re- a, a, a true veteran of like the genre. Like he's still doing a lot of like voice acting. So like, today. quality. Yeah. Never, never a moment of weirdness in the voice acting. I feel like it's like almost kind of rare for '90s anime to have like good dubs. I know. Um, like I think I think people have a. Uh, like a soft spot for the like '90s Ava English dub, right? But I I think it's like total dog shit, and I like can't listen to it. <laughs> I think I think we like tried watching <sighs> like some of uh, Ava with like the dub, and I was just like, no, fuck this. I feel like if I can imagine like some person in the recording booth, like oh, yeah. screaming, it's not good. Like <laughs> if there's if there's a uh, if there's a disconnect between the voice i'm hearing and the character i'm seeing yeah then it's not working. then it's like yo nah back to the drawing board yeah <laughs> and that's like so that's like most dubs like children <laughs> it just sounds like yeah. some 20 year old just get a kid to do the voice yeah how is that how is that not the answer uh all right john what would you give Cowboy Bebop? Uh, you get you had me give it a nine. If what what would you give it? After our vast discussion, I'd give it like an eight. Okay, that's fair. Uh, was, do you feel like you have to give it a high high rating, or do you genuinely want to? I think it, I think it earns it. I think um, I think so too. I, I I wouldn't give it like a nine or a ten. Yeah, it's not you a know, ten. I'll, I'll it's say not that. A ten. It's no. Uh, you know, there's there's stuff I like for, like a lot better than it. It's no Totoro. It's no Totoro. <laughs> it's no Gridman. I would. How, where would you put this against Akira? Do you think? Because I feel like they're Akira, com- Akira is uh, better. Yeah, I easily. Think Akira might be better. So there you go. Do you show your friends Cowboy Bebop? Or do you show your friends Akira? Start I, with I think, Akira. I think Akira is is still like. I mean, you'll. There's never going to be another Akira, and just like everything being like hand drawn like that. Yeah, like it's it's just it's just incredible. Um, okay, how about this? Would you show them Cowboy Bebop or would you show them Neon Genesis? Depends on the person. Okay, good answer. Uh, 
If depends depends where they are on the surface reality. Yeah. Freaker reality spectrum. You did say while we were watching this, you were like, this lands more on the cool side of things than the good side of things. Yeah, I would uh on John's cool to good chart. On the cool to good I think this scale. is this is like this is like the cool side and the, the surface reality side. A, a, I feel like a rare like hmm. a, maybe a rarer combo. Well, maybe not because like I feel like <laughs> like cool and uh, the cool good the cool good scale is hard to it's hard to quantify. Uh, yeah, it you is. just you just kind of know because like cool and freaker I would say is probably like ex- serial experiments lane. Yeah, the good and freaker is probably Ava. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the cool and surface is probably this. And then, like, the good in Surface is probably, like, uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Got it. So if you figure, if you've put that together, it's like then you can understand John's scale. I mean, you you understand it. I do. I get it. I mean, I, I'm following. I'm yeah. following it. I, I like it because it leaves no room for anything to be bad. Well, if it's... <laughs> nothing nothing bad makes the chart. <laughs> yeah, no. If it's, if it's bad, it just doesn't go on the chart. Yes, yes. Like, so it not, makes the chart. We're not putting Sword Art Online on the chart. It's just bad. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I w- I would give it an eight. Why do people like Cowboy Bebop? Why do people then it then it then it then then like Cowboy Bebop? <laughs> it's very it's very rare when something is so uh, important but rarely like mimicked or yeah. like copied. It's like Nirvana. Like everyone says, Nirvana is like the most influential band of all time. But no one is really copying Nirvana. People copy like Pearl Jam or, you know, REM or the other bands in the 90s. But like no one's really trying to sound like Kurt. Yeah. I think it's hard to hard to do, to be honest. Exactly. Like I think, yeah. I think, uh, I think about something I heard some tattoo artists say once that like they don't care if like people get their flash online or stuff or anything and then try to trace it because it's never going to be exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Like... There is some merit to to being able to just draw it. Totally. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's 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 uh it is still such a singular thing in that it's such a specific set of things that influenced it and the the whole vision of the show and all that. It's why the Netflix live action show failed. Yeah, I mean I haven't I haven't seen it, so I don't know the specifics of why it failed. But I think that anime is probably like the hardest medium to cross over to, like film or 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 like live action television. Yeah, just because there's already sort of like a visual like motion language for it, versus like you know comics. Uh, you know, there's there's cartoons and stuff, but primarily like comics, it's it's mostly image and text based. Right. Or like books, which is mostly text based, but like anime already exists as like a moving image. Yeah. So it's kind of it's it's sort of you already have like a preconceived uh it already like exists in like a visual format, so it's you know it's always gonna be compared to the original and it's always like I, I think that it's a lot harder to have its own life as opposed to you know, because exactly. You know, there's there's plenty of people who like the Lord of the Rings books or, or people who just like the movies and those things sort of exist on their own. You know, I would say like same with like Fight Club or, 
you know, I mean, I think there's there there are times where like the the movie is better than the book, right? Um, you know, I'm I'm one of the rare people who preferred like Ready Player One. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I thought that uh, until the the final season, the Game of Thrones TV show was better than the book. The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, so like I, I don't, oh, you know, man. I'm, I'm very curious as to like why the show didn't succeed, but yeah, um, me too. I don't um, know. I, I think that there's just some sort of like essence, magic, whatever you want to call it, the zeitgeist of the times. Yeah. That when that this came out, like in conjunction with like everything else happening at the, at that moment. And it captured something that people were feeling and and tapped into some kind of like human emotion with these characters that maybe doesn't click as well with a younger audience now, right? Oh, no, it's like a... And to try to make that show in live action for the, the, the current audience, it's, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. I mean, it is like very ambitious and i think they went for it i i just didn't from just finishing watching the anime and how much like kind of soul was in it to see this like highly produced um uh almost goofy looking live action show was was weird uh like a weird translation of of the stories um almost something that focused more on sort of the action elements with these like bounty battles with villains and less so on sort of like a, like I didn't really feel like the personal touch yeah, uh, given to each character from the anime. I, f- I feel like compelling action is very rare in media. I think, um, at a certain rate, it's all action, right? Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm, that's what I mean. Like, I mm. think there's, there's a lot of action and stuff, but like, yeah, like to, like good action is hard to do. It's it's very few and far between. Like, um, Keanu Reeves is usually center of it, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But like, I I don't know. It's it's always the human elements that pop up. You know what? I would say that I think that the average this this might be shitty of me. Uh, this this might be Johnny Hot Take here. I would. It's okay. We're late in the pod. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know if people are listening this far. I, I, I would imagine that, like, you know, there's a lot of anime fans who they just like anime for the sake of anime. They don't like it necessarily for it being like a, like, good storytelling. Like, I think there's a lot of anime that just sort of <laughs> reflects like the same kind of tropes and looks like an anime and has characters at like a school or whatever like i think there's there's certain stuff that people like just for the essence of like the character design or whatever like do you know do you know what hatsune miku is no it's like this (laughs) so there's this thing called vocaloid where like you can like make a it's it's like this japanese sort of synthesizer thing okay where you can make a character sing and like but like it they come they have like these character avatars for it so it's like this character that has appeared in I don't know. There's like video games and that kind of thing. There's there's no one on Earth who is like a sincere fan of that. Like it's it's all just like bullshit signaling that like I like anime and <laughs> I like this weird anime girl thing. <laughs> okay. Like there's there's no like content that would naturally bring someone to like it. It's it's just liking the overall 
Um, they like anime. They like it for Period. the they, they like it for the sake of liking an anime girl. Hmm, interesting. You know what I mean? Uh, that certainly feels like a hot take. I don't know how I want to respond to it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll let you think on it. But that's uh, why that's why I would say I I am not surprised that there's like a lot of anime fans who like it feels overly vague i think you're talking about a very specific type of anime because from what i've discovered is there's like so many levels of anime yeah there and and i feel like cowboy bebop was is just kind of like i understand why people think it like transcends and like this is the show that you can show your friends that like mad men but like but like and that's why you can't like show this to the person who only watches like i don't know fucking naruto or demon slayer because it's it's a it's a it's a different type of storytelling and it's a different type of character hey design man, you got to be open to that you know you got to be open to it you're saying some people are just closed yeah they're, no, they're I, think, like, I think this some is people my, are closed this is my lane and i'm staying in it yeah but i'm just i'm just saying if you're listening to this you just be open to it you know like just be open to the experience okay yeah of all things uh, yeah not all things, but you know, you know, like if it's if it's right, then like let it let it happen. Yeah, don't give, go... give things chances. You know, like don't just stop in six episodes. Like watch the damn show. You know. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> right. If you, uh, what's like the what's like the the what's something I've tried to get you into that you've like just hated. Um. I don't know. I that's like I feel like I was. I'm, there's some things that I'm like, man, I'm kind of resistant to it. Like, are we really like going to a WWE show or something? You know, and then and then like I get into it because you know you just experience things, you learn more about people, <laughs> and, and it yeah. becomes more interesting. You find the things that you like in these kind of like fandoms. Um, there's definitely been music, like um. Who was that, like, almost, like, rock opera? <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, who was the um, the band that was, that's just, like, uh, fuck, what's the type of music? It was all that. Just metal? Just metal. You were really into metal for, like, a minute, and I was like, I can't do this. Oh, that band Haunt? <laughs> yeah, like, that, that type of stuff. Okay. And it wasn't necessarily bad. I was just like, I can't do this. <laughs> I don't think I'm. I think everything that you introduce me to, I do try to be open to it. Yeah. Whether that be like a board game or D and D. I like that you were like looking around. I'm. Yeah. Everything in this what? house is like a reminder of something John's been into: Pokemon, <laughs> Twin Peaks, Fallout. <laughs> Posters. Posters. It's never like a bad thing, though. You're never like Julie. Today we're gonna try heroin, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't, listen, I, I, I think it'll be really cool. Um, it'll be really cool. I read a lot about it. <laughs> anyway, this is, this is Dragon. Uh, All right, sorry. Please. Uh, Thank you, you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this discussion, please uh, feel free to leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. <laughs> yeah. Subs- <laughs> Find a button, hit it. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Why Do People Like Anime. Yeah, thanks for the comments recently. We love and- them. And... Thanks for, thanks for letting us know why you like it. Like, I truly. Somebody commented recently and was like, "Watch more Inuasha," and I was like, oh, I, "I want to." Yeah, that's cool. <laughs>
Yes. Uh, shoot us an email. Why do people like anime at gmail.com? Um, we have we still have merch. We still have merch. If you Instagram. want some merch, it's on our Instagram. Uh, I think that's all the plugs. Plug it up and shut it down. And we'll see you, Space Cowboy. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about the band real quick? Yes. Um, my favorite band of like the last couple of years is it's called See You, Space Cowboy. <sighs> Named after you thought we were getting get, you thought we were going to get out of this without talking about them, but they're yeah. they're a throwback, <laughs> uh, MySpace era screamo metalcore band. Honestly, kind of, they're good. They're like, good. I don't think they're bad. They're really they're good. They're not my. I, I wouldn't listen to it myself. It's but... not. It's not something you would normally go to, but uh, really great band. I I think everyone should check out. Um, it's literally called See You Space Cowboy, and it is taken from yeah. Cowboy Bebop. I showed it to one of my friends, and they're like, so do they like write songs about the show? <laughs> I was like, no. No. That would be so fucking stupid. Yeah, if they were just like uh, um, like a cover band type. Spike's uh, soliloquy. <laughs> yeah. But they're, no, they're cool. Check them out. There's bands that do that, though, that like only write about Lord of the Rings or yeah. uh, Harry Potter. and There's like a Harry Potter rock band. Uh, Harry and the Potters. Yes, thank you. I was like, I can't remember it. <laughs> There's team. only one. There's only one. There's others, I'm sure. Um, anyway, send us your favorite. I don't know what we're gonna watch next week. It's John's pick. Um, if you have, I'll, I'll put this out there. If you know of any anime that center around conspiracy, mm. a la like X Files or like the Manch- the Manchurian Candidate vampires uh please please recommend them vampires there's there's like a plethora of yeah but where are the good ones um they're out there but like anime about conspiracies i have not seen one so all right please send that my way why do people like anime at gmail.com thank you for listening drive safe see you safe space cowboy next week more anime more anime Goodbye. bye